Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and uh, welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, November the 7th. Uh, a lot to talk about this morning. Everything taking place over the weekend. Of course, uh, start off with football. Uh, big win for the Tigers against Alabama Saturday night. Uh, Coach Kelly going for two. In the first overtime to say either we're going to win it or we're going to lose it and uh, makes a great call, hits the uh, freshman tight end right at the corner of the end zone. I thought it was a dangerous call. I I loved going for two. I never thought, uh, never doubted that uh, decision. The play call I thought was a little suspect, but maybe that's why it worked because it was the last thing I expected, something like that, that close to the sideline and, um, you know, very risky, but uh, maybe that's why it worked. You remember the Saints scored their two points in the Super Bowl, similar play, of course. Uh, uh, a lot different outcome uh, for LSU Saturday night. And, uh, I guess uh, uh, AD is going to sign another quarter of a million dollar check, mm-hmm. too, because you know they're going to get fined they again. They did. They did. It's already been handed down. <laughs> so uh, they'll have to sit. But I'm sure the check, writing that check is a lot worth it, too. Yeah. And the Tigers, uh, of course, now they have, uh, I believe, three games left uh, against Arkansas this weekend, along with A&M and I think UAB out of conference uh, game, uh, I think the second to last game during the year. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, LSU moves up uh, to number seven in the college football playoff poll uh, with their seven and two record and you know, if uh, they basically run the table, they'll be the representative uh, from the west side of the SEC would probably play Georgia. They, can actually, ch- they could actually clinch it uh, Saturday if they beat Arkansas and right. Ole Miss loses. I don't know who Ole Miss has. but uh, Alabama. If, oh, there you go. I wouldn't want to be <laughs> Ole Miss next week. That's right. Yeah, with Nick Saban's crew, uh, it looks like the the Alabama, the Crimson Tide, they're not going to make it this year. I'm sorry. They're not going to. With two losses, uh, they're not going to make it. Meanwhile, uh, elsewhere in not, the SEC. Especially if they don't get into the SEC championship. That's right. If they somehow found a way in there. Uh, then, yeah. LSU's got to lose to Arkansas and A&M. Yeah. That, that's the only way Alabama can get into the championship game. But uh, uh, heavens to bid, would a two-loss LSU team uh, get into the Final Four with a win over Georgia? Uh, Georgia. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you cannot deny the SEC champ. No, you're right. And Georgia, man, took care of Tennessee. I, yeah. I thought Georgia would win the game, but I thought Tennessee would keep it close. Not sure. With the with the rain had uh, in the second half, with regards to uh, the uh, playing surface and all, but the outcome was pretty uh, much untold in the first half, and Georgia took command of the game. No doubt, and uh, that was off of Tennessee. Uh, I think uh, Hooker's Heisman Trophy uh, just uh, took a, a downward leap, and I'm not so sure. Also, with uh, Ohio State's quarterback. With their play, they had to fight to beat Northwestern. Yeah, I turned that game on 14-7, to and as soon as I did that, uh, they scored again and put the game away. But uh, There were five touchdown pick in that yeah, game. Kudos to Northwestern keeping yeah, it tight. The Wildcats uh, kept it going in the meantime. So uh, with the polls out, Tennessee took a tumble, so did Alabama. And the top four right now, uh, uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU, uh, a school to keep an eye on right now. They're undefeated. Uh, I believe they head to Texas, to Austin this weekend to take on the Longhorns, who are having a oh so-so year, I guess. Uh, uh, they did beat Oklahoma early in the year, 49 nothing. So uh, they're, they're a dangerous team. I, I, they just haven't put it all together yet. Uh, Texas uh, can just about pick who they want They're recruiting in the state of Texas. Uh, they just have to do a pretty good job of evaluation uh, elsewhere. But uh, uh, the uh, college football playoff uh, uh, poll is out, I do believe, Jeff. And uh, I, I was trying to pull it up just well, moments ago. They refresh ago. it Tuesday nights. Yeah, and uh, they uh, came out uh, with their first one last week. And uh, But the AP poll is out. Uh, and their rankings are a little bit different than than what the uh, the college football playoff poll is a little bit. And uh, in that regard, I'm just trying to pull uh, up that it's article. Stats versus uh, gut and heart. Yeah, um, that's the difference in the 
the playoff poll and the uh, AP poll, as yeah. soon as the coaches poll too. Yeah, I mean that's that's not so much statistically derived as kind of gut and, yeah. and heart. And you know, a lot of those uh, coaches poll, I'm not so sure that a lot of the uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, what would you say the uh, the um, uh, the graduates, uh, students on the football team fell out some of those polls for the coaches. I, I've heard some of that talk going on in the meantime, uh, just scrolling uh, through my phone, just looking. I, I can't find the uh, – I've got the AP poll. Yeah, and it's here. pretty much what, Georgia, Ohio State. And what, what's noticeable, Georgia got 62 of the 63 first-place votes. Uh, Ohio State, someone with the Cincinnati Inquirer, I, I guess, uh, voted for Ohio State because – Come on, especially after struggling against, to some degree, struggling yeah. against Northwestern, how you vote them number one ahead of Georgia. But but yeah. again, it that, is what it is. That, that you're right. And, uh, I mean, Georgia looks really a good football team. Of course, Ohio State, uh, Michigan, um, I want to say it was. TCU's number four, Tennessee yeah. number five, Oregon, then LSU in at number seven. And that's a jump from 15, I think, in the AP poll. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see, USC number 8, UCLA number 9, Alabama falls to number 10, Ole Miss right behind them at 11, then Clemson, they had a tough loss. Uh, they're at 12, Utah, Penn State, North Carolina, Tulane in at number 16. That's right, the Greenies keep rolling, and uh, they've got a big game this weekend against Central Florida over in Yulman Stadium, and pretty much uh, not going to decide uh, – uh, the the conference championship game, but it's working that way to it. Uh, Mac Brown's North Carolina team uh, they had a kind of a scare uh, over the weekend against Virginia, but they they pull it out. And of course, Texas, as you mentioned, uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, at six and three at eighteen. Liberty, who uh, beat Arkansas Saturday, mm. uh, Liberty did in Fayetteville. I'm pretty sure uh, they're up uh, four spots, nineteenth. Notre Dame uh, ends Clemson's run. Uh, for the uh, college football playoff uh, as they took down the uh, the Tigers at South Bend, Illinois, the Fighting Illini. They uh, dropped a few spots. They got beat by – I'm trying to remember who they played this past weekend. Uh, Michigan State? Or, yeah, it might have been. It might have been. And uh, also, uh, of course, UCF up there. Kansas State uh, loses again, and they, they fall back down uh, another notch. And Washington with a big win over the Beavers, Oregon State Friday night, uh, or was it Saturday night? They come in at uh, 24th, and Florida State, who defeated LSU earlier in the year. Of course, that would be a different matchup today uh, as the Tigers are playing so well. Uh, elsewhere, any uh, uh, no other local teams. Uh, of course, the Cajuns, uh, man, just disappointing. Uh, they had a 17 nothing lead. And they give up 23 straight points to uh, Troy to go down uh, late in the game as the Troy uh, Trojans beat the, the Cajuns by a score of 23-17. to 17. Uh, A disappointing loss for them in that regard. So, uh, And uh, I guess the big news for baseball fans, the uh, baseball season is over. The Astros uh, capture their second World Series title, knocking off the Phillies. I believe the final score was 4-1 to one, uh, f- uh Wasn't that uh, big of a differential? No, yeah, I think the big home run by Alvarez uh, turned it around for the Astros. I think the Phillies took a 1-0 lead, I believe, uh, early in the game and held on for a little while. Yeah, Schwarbaum. Yeah, and uh, in that regard, so uh, Astros and Verlander. Uh, you know, won his first World Series game. So, but well, that was the game before. Correct, but he was one in six. Hard to believe that in his nine appearances or starts in a World Series game. So the Astros, without the clanging of the of the uh, barrel, uh, win their uh, World Second World Series, and have been in the World Series what four times in the last six years, I do believe, uh, on the American League side, and uh, maybe seventeen, was- nineteen. Uh- 22, was there one in between? It seemed like they lost to the Dodgers. Uh, at 05, of course, they were in the no, World Series. 04, yeah, 04, they were in the World Series. 05. Was it? Yeah, it, it was, was 05. 05. Yeah, because the Tigers played the Cardinals in 04 um, in the meantime. so the Red uh, Sox uh, in 04. That's right, beat the Cardinals. You're correct. Yeah. Tigers beat, Cardinals beat the Tigers in 06. Yeah. 
meanwhile, uh, elsewhere uh, in Major League Baseball, of course, uh, we'll have Coach Ryan Antoine on in the second hour, about 10 minutes from now, uh, with a big win for the Westgate team as they, uh, they won last Thursday night. I believe it was 42-14, to 14, correct? 12. 42-12. to 12. They beat uh, Northside. And uh, we'll uh, take a look at maybe the, the brackets are out, too, for high school uh, football in the eight eight different uh, brackets this year instead of uh, the usual nine they've uh, composed it. Uh, uh, we'll have some uh, some of that. Of course, the Panthers were on Friday night. They went big over just a really sad but uh, a trying uh, a West St. Mary team, just understaffed, undermanned. Uh, Panthers went big, uh, and they kind of call off the dogs in the second half as they had a running clock. Elsewhere, Nish wins their third game of the year as they take down the mighty lines of Lafayette High at 35-31. Lorville uh, disposes of Delcom 49 to 16. Elsewhere, uh, Generette wins uh, another game. They're, they uh, won 22 to nothing over St. John's. And, uh, you know, Jeff, of all the teams in the area we uh, look at, Generette had, had the best year of anybody that I can think of. I don't think they won a game last year. Well, maybe the best improvement, um, but not the best season. I, I, I agree. Uh, but, but hey, I, I, they went six and four. I think I would be hard pressed to remember the last time Generet had a home playoff game, but they'll be hosting Delhi Friday, I assume. Yeah, up from North Louisiana. But uh, hats off to Generet. Uh, what a comeback uh, from uh, previous years, uh, getting beaten a lot of games and in uh, uh, large scores too. And they go ahead and uh, win their sixth game of the year, 22 to nothing. And uh, hats off to the coaching staff and everybody. Hopefully the, the crowds get out there and support them a little bit. Uh, those young men work really hard. Of course, at the 8 o'clock hour, we'll have Bob Rose on to talk uh, Saints uh, football game tonight uh, on, uh, I believe, uh, ESPN Monday Night Football. Of course, the Mannings will be on ESPN, too, if you want to watch that uh, with the game tonight. Uh, but Bob Rose, uh, SI writer for uh, the Saints. But uh, all in all, Jeff, uh, of course, the talk of the town, I guess, in the meantime, is LSU's big one over Alabama and Coach Nick Saban. And uh, just uh, just didn't look like – you know, the Alabama team is just not the same. I think Saban, over the last four or five years, has had new coordinators because he people hire off his coordinators as they win championships and all. And uh, I'm not so sure he's going to have two new coordinators <laughs> next year as the Tide loses their second game of the year uh, to LSU and their second SEC game as they lost earlier to Tennessee in a 52-49 to game uh, uh, earlier a few weeks ago after the Tigers. Uh, Tennessee had belted the Tigers pretty good. But people don't realize LSU turned the ball over, what, two or three times in that first quarter where Tennessee piled up points. I think they fumbled a kickoff return, had an interception, and uh, just weren't clicking. But Saturday night over in Tiger Stadium, the LSU offense really looked good. And with, of all things, a walk-on tailback. Yeah. Who ran the ball very well for them. And uh, Williams, and uh, what more can you say? Uh, I believe Emory had a touchdown run of, of, I don't know, 15, 20 yards, made a nice run. Uh, Boutte catches a few passes for him. Uh, All in all, uh, what more can you say? The Tigers play well and uh, take down Alabama. But, again, like you mentioned, that, that uh, two-point play, uh, successful, uh, being successful, thrown to the uh, Jason Taylor son, uh, uh, the former Dolphin uh, defensive player. And I think at one time was one time was a player of the year, I think, in the NFL. But his son, pretty good-sized lad who's a freshman, uh, has a lot of big-time potential and future in front of him, too. No, we, we look forward to more good things. And tell you what, it's helping in the recruiting. Um, LSU flipped another uh, big name, apparently. Uh, just saw a piece on that. And last week they got that five-star 2024 quarterback. Yeah. But uh, apparently um, they're doing it uh, the right way. And, uh, you know, again, I think about what he – let's see, here's a, he's a defensive lineman, uh, Sanama, a defensive lineman. Dylan, uh, is it Carpenter, uh, yes. flipped Saturday night to LSU. So, yeah, a little uh, emotion there. Uh, again, what uh, these kind of wins will do as far as recruiting uh, exponential uh, progress. Yeah, you're right about that. And it looks like uh, they're doing a pretty good job. And Coach uh, Kelly uh, said that, you know, if he can get the Tigers uh, going, uh, he can win maybe a, a, a national championship at LSU. Of course, uh, 
things have to work his way a little bit uh, in that regard uh, for the Tigers uh, to move on up. So, uh, but if they make that championship game uh, and they beat whoever from the other side, which it looks like it's going to be uh, Georgia uh, right now, uh, they'll be in line to uh, play for the championship and a run into the uh, college football playoffs. So, you know what, Jeff, yesterday some underdogs took down some big teams. I never in my lifetime would have thought the Jets would have beat the Bills yesterday 20-17. to 17. And uh, the talk of the Bills just being one of these phenomenal teams that they just were blowing people out earlier in the year and then come back and get beat, I think, by the Dolphins and now by the Jets. And that's two Those two teams tied now, right? That's right. And that's in their division. So pretty interesting as everybody just thought they'd blow away. Meanwhile, the other team that's really surprising, well, two, the, the Seahawks took down the Cardinals 31-21 yesterday. And uh, it looks like uh, <laughs> their quarterback uh, just playing phenomenal as they get rid of Russell uh, uh, Wilson in that regard. Elsewhere, the Lions take down the Packers. And Aaron Rodgers has got to be talking to himself right now. Uh, and the Packers have lost five straight. Um, yeah. Sadly, the Vikings, though, continue to roll. They do. They do. And uh, the poor Raiders, the uh, Jaguars take them down 27-20. The Raiders at least scored. Uh, and they held a 17-point lead, but the Jaguars come back and take them down. Sunday Stars uh, yesterday, Joe Mixon, who I've had him in fantasy, he's got to be jumping up and down. I think he ran for four and caught one. Uh, ran for 153 yards and caught uh, four balls for 58 yards and a touchdown. Your quarterback, Justin Fields, had a pretty good day, too. Uh, he, he was uh, amazing. The Bears couldn't stop Miami, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, 35-32 was yeah, at the final. And uh, block punt uh, that was returned for a touchdown by Miami. Uh, not necessarily the difference in the game. I mean, the, the Bears weren't stopping them on offense anyway, so uh, it just got them the ball back quicker. But uh, it was uh, a tough back-and-forth game, uh, but uh, the Bears just had trouble overcoming that two-score deficit. When it became a two-score deficit, they just kept uh, chasing each other. You know, and also uh, Mooney caught his first down, touchdown pass of the year, which is hard for me to believe. Uh, I know. When I saw that, too, I was surprised by that. He's had some big catches, but just not in the end zone. Yeah, the former Greeny uh, doing a pretty good job. Uh, he got a two-point conversion, too. Okay. And then last night's game, Patrick Mahomes, boy, it looked like uh, whoever would get the 13 points first would win the game. I mean, the offense is Stafford. Hard to believe the Rams were the uh, Super Bowl champs last year, the way they're playing right now. And, of course, Tom Brady and the Bucks. it's hard for them to score. Of course, they eke out a 16-13 to 13 win. And uh, he set all kind of records, too. Uh, uh, Brady did uh, yesterday in the second game yesterday afternoon. Uh, I think he was the first quarterback to throw for over 100,000 yards. That includes the playoff games he's been in. Of course, he's been in many. But uh, the late- Watching that odometer when your car goes from 99,999 <laughs> miles and see that tick uh, Six digits, so very impressive. Yeah, a lot of cars today, you see that. Anyway, Mahomes last night had a big game uh, as uh, they, again, uh, have to score, uh, kick a field goal in overtime to take down, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember who they're playing, oh, the Titans. Uh, They take down the Titans last night. So, uh, anyway, uh, football in the air. Did did uh, San Diego hold on for the win yesterday? They did. They did. Have you seen this stat? That every team that has played Carolina has lost the next week. Really? Eight straight games now with uh, Atlanta's loss. Uh-huh. And it, they may have beaten Carolina. That, that, forget about the win-loss record against Carolina, but the team that's played Carolina has lost the next week. Well, the Bengals just took care of Carolina. I think it was 35 nothing at halftime as, uh, as uh, Burroughs just had a field day uh, against the secondary of Carolina. And uh, Carolina kind of makes it respectable, scoring uh, three scores in the second half. Well, Cincinnati's on the clock. Yeah. Let's see if they can break that streak. <laughs> I'm curious to see who they play this week. Anyway, uh, we'll see about getting Coach uh, Antoine on the line in the next few moments. And uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with uh, Coach Antoine 
right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadow. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music on Thursday, Southern Jack Productions, and Saturday, it's Cajun Roots. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern, Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, the best ring prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. As uh, we have on the line with us, uh, head football coach Ryan Antoine of the Westgate Tigers. Good morning, coach, and as always, welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Yeah, Coach, uh, big win for you last Thursday night. You take down the Northside Vikings. And uh, now here's where the real work begins uh, as everybody enters the playoffs at 0-0. So we're starting all over again. And I see where you're going to be playing uh, against Bell Chase, I believe, this coming uh, uh, Friday night. Has that been set yet on the uh, date? Yes, yes. We'll be playing Bell Chase on Friday at Westgate uh, at 7 o'clock. And, uh, Coach, uh, could you – Maybe uh, inform us or let our listeners know uh, what are you looking. Uh, I'm sure you've looked at uh, some of the Westgate film and all. Uh, what do they uh, po- uh, bring to the table for you that you'll have to uh, look for? Uh, Bell played this sound ball club. Uh, have a real big running back that runs the ball hard. Uh, big offensive line that can move and do some different things. Has a receiver that's not bad uh, defensively. They run a three-four <coughs> uh, guys. You know, front, real strong front four. Uh, defensive line, secondary does a good job as well, uh, and it's on the kicking game. So I mean, they've won six games. Uh, they play in a you know decent district where you know where they're from. I mean, they'll be a tough opponent. I mean, definitely an opponent that we can't take lightly. I mean, we've been bottom season before and made runs in playoffs, so we definitely can't take nobody lightly. You know, uh, this is like I said, this is where it all starts. Everybody's back zero zero, so we got to focus and take it one game at a time, one play at a time, and just know that I got got to go out and no doubt uh, we spoke saturday morning uh, you had a pretty good idea that bell chase was your opponent uh, that gave you a little uh, extra opportunity to uh, study them 
Yeah, yeah. We um pretty much Saturday morning we kind of knew you know how the brackets would fall. We had enough power points to where we wouldn't move, and they kind of knew the same thing as well. They had a couple more Saturday games, but we knew it wasn't going to affect us as you know as much. So we pretty much got to work early Saturday morning um, and, and started working on these guys. And then once the bracket came out yesterday, basically confirmed what we were already doing. So we was already kind of a day ahead. I mean, they knew that we had already finished with them as well. So it's just now going out there, execute, be ready to go, and, you know, have a strong game Friday. Yeah, no doubt. You know, last Thursday, uh, a dominating win, but still a lot of uh, issues uh, to deal with the penalty situation. How do you impart on your team this week that you got to clean things up? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, still not starting the way we want to start, and still a couple of you know, you know, boneheads sometimes. You know, personal fouls or whatever. And sometimes I was a couple of guys you know wanting to play and want to do some different things. You know, so those are definitely things we got to clean up. You know, going to these postseason. I mean, every play matters. I mean, we you know went, went through this last year. You know, and played sound and, and did some good things. We were able to win the championship, but those days are over. You know, everybody knows who we are. You know, we won't sneak up on anybody. We're going to get everybody's best game. That's kind of what we've been trying to let everybody, guys know. People are going to come out there and try to get you first because of who you are now. So you're not sneaking up on anybody. you got to go ahead and be ready to go. So definitely in these playoffs, we got to be more sound. we got to be more efficient. got to be more organized. And that's what's with me. There you go. Uh, Coach, uh, now that you've had a chance to digest this new uh, playoff system, uh, the 2018 bracket, four teams with buys and after uh, we get off the line with you, we'll go through the bracket. But, Coach, um, uh, having now a chance to look at it and see it, uh, your thoughts? I still think it's a joke. Uh, you know, I still think, you know, that the way they're trying to do things, I, I understand their plan is just the timing of it and how they did it. You know, so, I mean, you know, we got to deal with it and got to go through it. Uh, the biggest thing is, you know, with us, we, there, there's 1,700, you know, between us and the top school, there's 1,700, you know, kids. You know, and, and that's, I think that, that disparity is too much. And I think what they're trying to do is good. They just got to work on the numbers of it. You know, I know they want to try to get everybody back together. We're definitely a proponent of that. It's just, you know, how you will go about doing that is the bad thing. You know, we could have took care of our schedules and did some better things, you know, to kind of put ourselves in a better position PowerPoint-wise. But, you know, it is what it is. And we go, we got, like I told our kids, you know, we never ran from anybody. We got to go play football. And the biggest thing is you have opportunity to continue to keep playing. Not everybody has that opportunity right now. And we go play until we can't play anymore. You know, so that's, that's where we're at right now. You know, we want to be a part of big games, we want to be a part of big moments. So now we've got to prepare for them. There you go. Friday night, uh, anything out of the ordinary for uh, what fans need to know, advanced tickets or anything to that effect? No, we won't do advanced tickets, but instead of tickets being $10, they'll be 12 uh, We have to split ticket costs now with, with, with the traveling team now. So we're going to, uh, you know, go up $2 to try to make sure, you know, we can still, you know, stay ahead of the curve on some of those things. So yeah, tickets will be 12 instead of 10 Real good. Coach, uh, always a pleasure. Uh, we wish you the best of luck in preparation, and we'll check in with you uh, on Saturday. We, we're not sure who we're going to. Have you had any uh, requests to broadcast or anything like that? No, sir. You guys are always welcome. All right. Uh, I will confirm uh, with you later this week if, uh, in fact, we are able to do that game. But I uh, appreciate you joining us as always. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Good luck, Coach. Very good. Uh, so, again, uh, let's take a look at that bracket. All right. um, what is uh, Division One non-select? Uh, the top four teams getting a bye. Rustin, yes, they're number one. Number two is Neville, who Westgate could see in a quarterfinal matchup. Destrehan, number three, and Southside, number four. Those teams wow. with buys. Southside, I take it. Southside uh, won. The, uh, they, but they, they they played Thursday night and uh, won the district. Okay, all right. That's my question. Did they win the district? And they must have. And everybody knows it's one of the toughest districts in the uh, in the state right here in Acadiana in five A. So Rustin, uh, number one, will await the winner of sixteen versus seventeen Hanville, uh, taking on Washita Parish. Denham Springs, the nine seed, will host number 24, Covington. Number eight, Benton, will host number 25, Ponchatula. Number five, Zachary, will host number 28, Sanama. Number 12, West Monroe, will host number 21, Chalmette. Number 13, North Shore, will host number 20, Salmon. And again, uh, the winner of that game gets Southside. Uh, Dutchtown Parkway, the winner of that game gets Destrehan. Dutchtown, the number 14 seed, 19 seed is Parkway. Then uh, number 11, East St. John, will host number 22, Walker. Number 6, Airline, will host number 27, Houghton. Number 7, Slidell. 
They will host Hammond, number 10 Westgate, as mentioned. They host Bell Chase. And, uh, again, the winner of the Slidell-Westgate games uh, meet next week. East Ascension, uh, the number 15 seed, uh, will host number 18 West Washita, and the winner of that game gets Neville. Yes, uh, some interesting matchups, too. Uh, Remembering the Louisiana High School Sports Association poll, I think Destraham was the number one ranked team in uh, 5A, uh, followed by, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, maybe it was Carr in there along with, I don't remember Neville being that high up. Uh, Southside, remember, had received some votes. So some of the uh, other bracket, I guess, in the select is where some of those other teams are going to be placed, too. Uh, and in that regard, uh, St. Thomas Moore, along with, I believe, Father Turlings and also uh, LCA. Uh, I'm not sure if LCA is going to be in Division 2 or 1. I didn't. I can't recall uh, seeing them, uh, what division they're going to be placed in, Jeff. Uh, but uh, some interesting matchups, as you mentioned. So uh, we'll see how uh, Westgate Tigers uh, uh trying to stay up with some of the New Orleans football, too. I, I think the Tigers are going to be all right in that regard. Uh, as Coach said, uh, they've got a big running back, and they've got some nice-sized linemen. But the, and I believe it's the Bell Chase Cardinals, if my memory serves me correctly, down below New Orleans, uh, more into, uh, I believe, uh, uh, I'm not sure they're in Jefferson Parish or uh, – or St. Bernard, I'm pretty sure they're in Jefferson Parish. But a uh, pretty good team. Uh, they usually have some pretty good players, so uh, we'll see how the Tigers fare against them this coming Friday night over at Tiger Stadium here in New Iberia. You are wondering about um, those Lafayette teams all in Division Two in okay. the select Division Two, And there's St. Thomas Moore got a bye. Oh, and keep in mind, eight teams with byes. So uh, uh, all, all the first-round games... Um, play the, the winners of the first round games play the winners of the bye but St. Thomas uh, Moore number one they got a bye number two Turlings Catholic number three De La Salle number four Edie White John F. Kennedy number five and then down to number six was Lafayette Christian, Christian correct seven uh, Shaw Archbishop Shaw and uh, Turlings, uh, I don't know if you mentioned that they come in at uh, number two. two. Yeah, you yeah. mentioned that. Uh, Eight so, is Madison Prep. And you, you realize that uh, Northside made it at number 24. So they uh, they get into... They were uh, on the bubble. They must have got some right. help after losing. But but again, you lose to a team like Westgate. That's and right. You're going to pick up some power points. Uh, you're not going to fall as deeply. And apparently they probably got some help. Yeah, and uh, it'll be interesting uh, with that particular bracket to see uh, who. It's going to be interesting when some of those uh, teams from uh, this district with with Westgate along, Westgate being in the uh, non-select, but uh, with the select with St. Thomas Moore, Father Turlings, and LCA are going to meet up somewhere, I do believe, too. Some of the stronger teams in the state uh, here in this area. Uh, Dallas, I'm not sure. Uh, Lafayette uh, Christian Turlings could meet up in a quarterfinal. No, I don't think they can meet until the semis. Yeah. And St. Thomas More at the other end of the bracket. Uh, right. Either of those teams wouldn't see St. Thomas More until uh, the state championship. Yeah, that, that's correct. And then, of course, when you go to uh, the next uh, selects bracket, and that's going to be Division Two. Uh, of course, Newman is the uh, number one seed in that bracket. Uh, with regards to placement. And uh, the Panthers uh, came in. We all thought they'd come in at 14, and that's where they did spot. And they will have a home game Friday night against Lake Charles College Prep, who uh, I believe Westgate uh, played twice this year. In the Jamboree. That's and right. Then, and they came back a few season. weeks later and played them again. So they've got some talent on that uh, Lake Charles College Prep team. They had, I, I looked at their schedule yesterday, and they had some blowout wins, and they had some blowout losses. So not sure uh, uh, what Catholic High is going to be facing. I'm sure Coach uh, Watney's looked at uh, – uh, a lot of game film to decide, but the problem is uh, whoever comes through that win, Catholic uh, Lake Charles College Prep, they got to face Notre Dame, and that's, I'm almost sure, going to be in Crowley uh, the following week. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that uh, in that regard. St. Charles, I think they're the defending champ. I think they beat LCA last year. They are uh, number two seed in the division uh, two for the uh, select uh, I'm looking for the third uh, uh, seed there. It's uh, Notre Dame, as I mentioned. Dunham also had a bye. They had eight byes in that division, I think. All the select divisions, they have 24, 
28 teams. No, 24 teams 24 with, with eight, eight getting buys. Yeah, yeah, eight getting buys. While the other way, it's 28 teams in the non-select with uh, four getting buys. Is that right? Yes. And, uh, and then go from there. So uh, eight divisions this year in, in uh, lieu of nine uh, that they've had the previous, uh, what, eight or nine Decade years Decade or now. so, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it should be interesting. Uh, we'll see how uh, uh, Mr. Arch Manning does. Uh, they'll play the. They uh, lost uh, this past week, though, too. Uh, St. Charles beat them. That's right. And St. Charles comes in at number two, uh, not one. Mm-hmm. Kind of surprising. But uh, also uh, in the neighborhood, Ascension Episcopal comes in at 15. They'll play Patrick Taylor Science and Tech and. Uh, and they'll play uh, St. Charles over there. So they have a home game. Uh, other teams I'm looking for in our area, uh, that might be about uh, it, I do believe, uh, of any other teams in our area. Well, you got, uh, of course, uh, in Division Four. you got yes. uh, two area teams, Generet and also uh, Duncombe in Division Four, And Laurelville, uh will hook up against Vidalia in Division Three. All right. Uh, they will host Vidalia, and, uh, to- and we'll talk to Coach Martin tomorrow, but uh, he was pretty confident they would be playing Vidalia. They've already had a- a- exchanged film, um, and so uh, he's going to be well prepped uh, to talk to us about that matchup in Division Three. All right. Uh, in the meantime, um, you know, Manny is the number one seed in that division, and they've won a few state championships in the last few years. And they defeated Newman earlier this year in AA, but since uh, the, the div- division into the playoffs. And as Coach Antoine Vost, he still, uh, he still uh, has, a, has an issue with that in that regard. It's on so, the side of your phone, yeah, the silent it. button. I got it. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, the um, – the, the Panthers face a pretty good team. I was trying to look, too, Jeff, at uh, some of our other teams uh, in our area in Division uh, Two with Lauraville, and uh, I don't remember seeing anybody else uh, anywhere no, near our area. It's just that much of the smaller schools are in the select uh, category. Yeah, in Division and, Four too. And, again, Generet and Delcom both uh, fell to Division Four. And uh, our t- our, uh, the Delcom team, who are they lined up against uh, here in Division Four in the uh, non-select? I got a tough one. Uh, let me uh, pull up Division Four non-select. Thought I had it opened a moment ago, but let's yeah, White see. Castle. Yeah, White Castle over Which there. Which is what Coach Lyuza thought when we talked to him Saturday morning. He did. Yeah. So okay. uh, that um, metered out. Uh, and uh, it's a little easier to do the PowerPoints, I think, this year uh, because they're doing a much better job of predicting the final bracket. Yeah, and Franklin, a good Franklin team, takes on Oakdale uh, this coming, I guess, Friday night. Uh, that, that, that was the team I was surprised for yeah. before, uh, di- uh, Division Four. Not only that, coming in at 21 in Division Four, you thought maybe they'd be a little bit higher than that with uh, who they've taken down this year, but uh, not meant to be. Of course, Kentwood is the number one seed there. Uh, I was looking uh, with regards to any others in our area. Of course, Delcom, uh, White Castle, as we just mentioned, and Generate and Delhi. Not familiar with Delhi at all up in North Louisiana, up in that area. So, uh, anyway, um, interesting uh, games this weekend. And I think we've hit upon any other local teams who we might have missed out on that are in the uh, playoffs, whether it be select or non-select. I think we, I think we got them all. Maybe St. Martinville. I'm trying to remember if uh, who St. Martinville might be taking on. I'm not sure what division they're going to be in, but uh, they had a pretty good run this year. Uh, Brobridge and Abbeville are both in. Abbeville takes on. Uh, uh, I just saw it momentarily, uh, but Abbeville is in there. Cecilia's in there at 13. Alpalusis at three. Uh, Lakeshore is in at 14 in the uh, non-select. They take on Albany or Albany. That's over in, in their neck of the woods. St. Martinville came in at number 11. They've got to play DeRitter uh, this coming uh, Friday night. Um, looking elsewhere. North Vermillion's also in. They'll take on Franklin Parish. Erath comes in at 15. They'll take on Eunice at 18. Should be an interesting matchup. I think they're in the same. 
they might be in the same district. And when I think about it, they might have just recently played each other too. So I'm surprised uh, St. Martinville's in Division Two. Yeah, uh, they uh, are. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, um, Coach uh, Indus with Lakeshore. Uh, if they get past Albany at home, um, coming back to this neighborhood uh, against Opelousas. Interesting. He's got to buy. Yeah. Uh, interesting uh, the way it's breaking out. So uh, just a, a lot of that, uh, it just high school football is in the air. Uh, uh, I need, We're going to talk a lot about that during the course of the week. Uh, let's go ahead and take our second break. And uh, in the fourth uh, period, fourth hour, I guess we could say, we'll get uh, Co- uh, Bob Rose on to talk about the Saints. So you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio. FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajero inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Sliman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Rope. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And, uh, you know, just uh, the Saints play tonight, and uh, they, their injury report I pulled up uh, uh, over the weekend. I'm trying to go over that right now. Uh, I'll pull that up quickly. Uh, the Saints basically have, um, I want to say, uh, the it looks like uh, they did not practice during the course of the week. Uh, looks like Mark Ingram, Lattimore, along with uh, that's coming up now here on my phone. But uh, uh, they're going to get back. Looks like Jarvis Landry. They're going to get back. Uh, Hanson, uh, the linebacker, Eric McCoy uh, was also um, on there. Ramchek, uh, I think Troutman is going to be uh, available to play. They all listed. The only two I saw were Ingram and Lattimore. Of course, Michael Thomas uh, has been put on the IR, so he won't be listed on an injury list, I don't think. But uh, and also um, Chase Hans of the linebacker. They said he didn't uh, did not practice. So I don't know if he got hurt in practice maybe this week. Um, but uh, uh, all the others look like they'll be ready for the Saints, so uh, we'll see how they look tonight uh, against the Ravens. Um, and uh, they say three Saints out. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore uh, is definitely out. And let's see, uh, 
Who else we got? Um, ruled out Mark Ingram and Chase Hansen, uh, linebacker. Yeah, uh, of course, Michael Thomas, as I mentioned, he's out with on IR. So uh, he's got to set up four to six weeks before they can possibly bring him back. And uh, the Saints on Monday night football tonight. You know, Jeff, if their defense uh, plays anywhere near they did last week, I'll look for them for the W. Their biggest issue is controlling uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, running and throwing the football, and uh, we'll see how the Saints do to contain him uh, tonight, and uh, that's going to be the telling story in that regard. We'll see uh, what's going to take place. So, um, and I saw an article where Alvin Kamara came to Michael Thomas's defense, saying it just irks my soul to see criticism. But you know, the Saints fans are so eager to uh, see him back on the field, but uh, it, you wonder. Uh, and I shouldn't use this term, but it's the thing that comes to my mind, a malingerer, how, how hurt is he? That's, that's the question. And, of course, only the trainers and team doctors' uh, evalu- evaluations say he, that's why they put him on IR. So just uh, one of those things. So uh, we could use him right now in a big game Monday night. But uh, Lamar Jackson, he presents every type of challenge you can imagine for the Saints, whether he drop back to pass and run, throw, or come up to the line and toss one over, uh, who knows. Uh, but uh, the Saints um, have a tall task tonight in the Dome. Um, and uh, not sure. I think the spread I'd, started off at two. I believe it's down to one and a half now in favor of the uh, Ravens over in the, the One and a half, Dome. yeah. Yeah, so uh, over and under is 46 and a half. The Ravens average 26 points a game. The Saints at 25. Uh, the Ravens have uh, total yards, 370. The Saints, 406 uh, passing yards. The Ravens, 204. New Orleans, 265. Rushing yards, the Ravens, 165. That's where Lamar Jackson comes in. They're second in the National Football League. Saints come in at 141, ninth. Uh, conversion on third downs, uh, they're both right there at 43%, uh, 11th and 10th uh, accordingly. And fourth down, 44 to 40 for the Ravens over the uh, Saints. Uh, time of possession, the Ravens 31 and a half minutes. The Saints 31 minutes defensively. Uh, Baltimore only gives up 23 a game. The Saints 25. Baltimore gives up 364 yards to 321 for the Saints. Passing yards, they give up 267. The Saints 208. Rushing yards, Baltimore gives up 97, which is third in the league. The Saints give up 112. Pretty much uh, the stats in that regard for this game tonight. So uh, on uh, ESPN, I do believe, and I believe the Manning brothers is going to be on ESPN2 with their critique of the game, whether the call was right or wrong. Uh, if you believe how they feel, uh, that's where it comes from. So uh, in the meantime, Jeff, uh, pretty much it. So i uh, got a lot more to talk about this week with uh, high school fo- football games, uh, playoff action, uh, where some of our teams are competing. Some of the teams have uh, not made it. And we'll talk a little bit about that during the course of the week to the coaches we speak with as uh, what looks like for the future for them. So uh, in the meantime, uh, stick with us. we got uh, Bob Rose coming on in the next few minutes to talk about the Saints tonight too. Let's see what his uh, perception is of that game tonight. Anything else you see that uh, might want to talk about before we bring Bob on the line? No, no, we're in uh, line to take the break. Okay. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, let's go ahead and take our break uh, here on Bayou Sports. You're listening to Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with uh, Bob Rose and on the Saints uh, right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880, or go 
to AnswerToPain.com. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to JacobLandryForLouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to JacobLandryForLouisiana.com and register now to join us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music on Thursday, Southern Jack Productions, and Saturday, it's Cajun Roots. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern, Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, the best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. What does the 15th anniversary of Title IX mean? It means I'm valued. I'm empowered. I can do anything. It means I'll pave the way for every girl who plays high school sports in the future. Just like every female student, coach, official, and administrator blazed the trail for me. Because every student deserves the opportunity to play. Encourage girls you know to participate in Louisiana high school sports. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports on our fourth segment this morning as uh, we bring in uh, Bob Rose. Good morning, Bob, and welcome again to the show. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy November to everybody out there. Yeah, it is. It is. And don't forget to vote tomorrow, uh, election time, for all uh, uh, big uh, big election for our country. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, Bob... uh, just uh, we were talking earlier with the Saints, and just we're not sure what Saints team we're going to see show up tonight with Lamar Jackson, uh, versatile quarterback, running and throwing the football. Uh, going to put a lot of pressure on the Saints uh, deep, deep backs, and also the linebackers. Uh, your thoughts with regards to the game tonight? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, flip a coin as far as what Saints team we're going to get. Uh, yeah, the the defensive performance from New Orleans against the Raiders last week was very very encouraging. Uh, it's the first time all year we've really seen these Saints defense play up to their capability. Uh, but you're right, Lamar Jackson presents a unique challenge uh, to to not only New Orleans but any defense that he faces. Uh, and it's more with his legs than his arm, like you pointed out. Uh, but you know, Lamar does have a strong arm, and you know, he he will and can burn defenses deep if you don't keep containment and keep very disciplined. Uh, there's no question that Lamar Jackson's legs and running ability scares me more than his passing ability. Uh, you know, but this Ravens offense uh, you know, it, it still has some big play threats, even though they're going to be um, you know, minus some big names uh, in, in this evening's game. Yeah, Bob, in that regard, again, i like to mention to people, listeners, uh, that if the Saints win tonight, they're in time for first place with Tampa Bay and Atlanta, if you can believe that. So uh, it's they're, 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 this race for this division is far from over, even with uh, we have, what, uh, nine, eight, seven, eight games left to play. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, win, win, lose, or tie. Uh, you know, the, the Saints team is still in it. Obviously, uh, you know, a, a win would be very gratifying and helpful to their uh, you know, to their potential playoff hopes as we go down the stretch. Uh, you know, the, the Rams did not do this New Orleans team any favors last, uh, yesterday with that defensive collapse uh, you know, against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. But you watch you know Tampa Bay and you watch Atlanta, and you know, neither. Is, Neither team looks like a playoff team to me. So, you know, this, this division, this NFC South, is still very, very much up for grabs. And, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about the injury report. Uh, what are you hearing with regards to the Saints and their health uh, going forward? Well, the most disappointing thing is that Marshawn Lattimore is going to be out again tonight. Um, yeah, now, yeah, the, the, the Saints are going to be facing a, a somewhat underwhelming Ravens receiving core that's also going to be without their top target, tight end you know, Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman, their best deep threat. Uh, yeah, but as we mentioned a minute ago, the Ravens still have some speed uh, yeah, that can, uh, yeah, can beat this New Orleans defense deep. Uh, yeah, outside of that, I'd say yeah, you're going to hear from national media that Jarvis Landry is going to be a game-time decision. Guys, I would be surprised to see him – 
uh, in uniform tonight. I think he's trending in the right direction. Uh, yeah, and, and he did practice for three straight days, but it was only on, on a limited basis. So I, I would be very surprised to see Jarvis Landry line up for New Orleans tonight. Other than that, this team, knock on wood, is slowly getting back to health. Uh, you know, again, you know, missing Lattimore is going to be a key loss. Uh, but the, you know, the rest of the secondary, Paulson Adebo seems back to 100% or close to it. Uh, you know, the, you know, the no major injuries, knock on wood, along the defensive line or the linebacking core. Uh, you know, the offensive line is pretty healthy, and that unit has played extremely well in recent weeks. And you know, Andy Dalton. Let's face facts. Andy Dalton is used to coming into a game without Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, so so not much changes with that offensive approach. In the meantime, uh, you know, just uh, quickly, you know, after the Saints game tonight, they'll have six days off, and they'll journey up near your neck of the woods. They're going to play the Steelers. They're having their issues, too. Yeah, yes, sir. No doubt about that. Uh, you know, uh, P- uh, Pittsburgh, uh, uh, Pittsburgh's still playing some teams tough. You know, a- anytime you go into a game coached by Mike Tomlin, uh, you know, you know you're going to have to face a physical challenge. Uh, you know, but the, uh, the, the Steelers look like they're reeling to me right now. Uh, you know, back in the secondary, they're giving up tons of big plays. Uh, you know, without TJ Watt in the lineup, uh, you know, they're, they're struggling against the run and they're struggling to produce consistent pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Uh, you know, and offensively, the Steelers just have not ha- established an identity. Uh, they have maybe one of the worst offensive lines in the league, uh, you know, which is not a good formula when you're trying to break in a rookie quarterback like Kenny Pickett. Uh, they, you know, they have some nice weapons at wide receiver and tight end. It's going to challenge the New Orleans secondary. And you know, Najee Harris has been banged up this year, but he is still a quality running back capable of taking over a game. And, Bob, uh, what's your keys, uh, you think, for the Saints tonight to take down the Ravens? Uh, what do they need to do both offensively and defensively? Um, I, I know the Ravens' defense ranks in the lower part of the league in pass defense, uh, but that doesn't mean that this Saints team is going to come out and throw it 45 or 50 times a game. That's just not who this team is. Uh, you know, New Orleans needs to establish a ground game. Uh, yeah, and you know the, the Ravens rank among the league's best uh, yeah, in rush defense. So you know that that's going to be very physical in the trenches up front. They need to protect Andy Dalton. Uh, yeah, because you know the, the Ravens secondary has given up some big passing yardage, uh, but they're it's still an extremely extres- aggressive defense that's going to bring pressure on opposing backfields, both in their running game and on the quarterbacks. So, you know, that offensive line for New Orleans is going to have to perform extremely well. Uh, you know, defensively, again, Lamar Jackson is the key. Uh, you know, you're not going to keep him in the pocket. Uh, you know, he's just too athletic for that. Uh, but you have to remain disciplined. And when Lamar does break containment, uh, you know, you can't, you can't let him escape for 20 and 25 yards. You've got to keep those games uh, you know, with his legs at a minimum uh, you know, while still remaining disciplined in your secondary. Uh, you know, like I said, this is a whittled down Ravens receiving core that isn't going to over that isn't going to scare too many defenses even when healthy. Uh, but you have to prevent their passing game from getting any momentum. Uh, you know, if you can do that, again, I expect the Ravens to be able to move the ball on the ground. Uh, but we saw some really good signs over the last couple weeks with this New Orleans run defense. Uh, you know, and as long as they can keep winning their battles up front, get interior pressure and interior penetration from their defensive tackles who played extremely well last week. I like the Saints' chances in this one. Now, one, one thought on next week's game again. I'm not looking best tonight, except the schedule makers, again, not real kind to the Saints. Uh, they have a short week. Pittsburgh had yesterday off. Uh, again, the schedule makers uh, regarding the London game weren't uh, favorable to the Saints. Uh, yeah, just scratching my head on stuff like that. I, yeah, I won't lie. I'm, a, you know, I'm absolutely infuriated at, you know, when stuff like this happens. Uh, you know, like you said, the Steelers are coming off of a bye week, and the Saints will have a short week. And not only a short week, but they're going on the road. NFL, do a better job. Uh, you know, and I, I'm sure if we look throughout the league, we can probably find a handful of teams you know, that, that need to deal with these type of anomalies. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it happens. this kind of thing happens so often to the New Orleans Saints that you start to wonder if it's really an anomaly. Uh, like I said, the, you know, the, the league office, they need to do a better job uh, you know, at, at scheduling 
um, you know, to, to make sure this kind of thing does not happen. Very good. Bob, any other thoughts before we let you go? Uh, guys, I think it's going to be a really tight game tonight. Uh, you know, these are two extremely physical teams that like, that need to win their battles along the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, so even though both teams have the firepower capable of putting up big numbers, I'd be surprised if either team reaches 30 points. I'd expect this game to be played in the mid-20s uh, you know, or lower. Um, special teams might come in key. Uh, you know, Will Lutz is one of the better kickers in the league, but he has struggled a little bit with consistency. Uh, you know, if you follow the NFL, I don't need to tell you how good Justin Tucker is. Uh, so it might come down to a late field goal uh, or some key plays, you know, key stops on special teams. Uh, I think it's going to be a one-score game. Uh, but, uh, but again, I like New Orleans' chances. They're going to need to come out strong uh, and, and extremely aggressive. All right. Bob, always a pleasure. We'll look forward to checking in with you next Monday, and we can talk about two-game results uh, next Monday. But, again, uh, remind us how to follow you uh, online and uh, reading or uh, audio. Okay, guys, thank you. Uh, thank you again for having me on. Always a pleasure to join you every Monday morning. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me on Facebook, Bob Rose, uh, over on Twitter, at BobbyR2613. All of my works uh, are through the Saints News Network and at Saints News on Twitter. Uh, we do all the SI.com coverage for your New Orleans Saints. And please be sure to check out my podcast on uh, Wednesday nights. It's called the Bayou Blitz. Uh, and we go on air at 8 p.m. Central Time, uh, and we run for about an hour. So uh, ho- hopefully you check us out and you find us uh, as an entertaining product. Very good. Bob, always a pleasure. Uh, take care, and we'll check in again Monday. Sounds great, guys. Have a terrific week. Yeah, you, you too. too, Bob. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bob Rose, SI.com. Anyway, interesting uh, remarks here, Jeff, uh, with regards to the Saints, too, uh, and even with uh, Jarvis Landry. Thought maybe we'd have a chance to see him on the field tonight, but uh, in his eyes, he's not sure about that. So, interesting. Anyway, in the meantime, today in sports history, November the 7th, uh, on this date uh, in 1933, the Pennsylvania voters overturned a blue law permitting Sunday sports. Can you believe that? Uh, they wouldn't allow Sunday sports. I can understand the blue law with regards to alcoholic and adult, adult beverages. But anyway, in 1943, the Detroit Lions and the New York Giants uh, played to the scoreless tie. It's the last time that's ever done in the NFL, neither team scoring. Of course, there was no type of overtime then. 1954, Cleveland Browns, Chet Hunterlack, uh sets a record with seven punt returns, and they win by the largest margin of 59, beating the Washington Redskins 62-3. to I remember the Falcons beating the Saints one afternoon. I think it was 63-7 to or something of that nature back in the early 70s. Elsewhere on this date, 1963, catcher Elston Howard is the first African-American to win the AL MVP. Uh, a heck of a player, too, for the Yankees. As he and Barra, uh, he finally got to play full-time as they put Barra out in left field, I do believe. Elsewhere in 1964, the Braves... In Milwaukee, they stay uh, in 65, but they moved to Atlanta in 66, so uh, the NL couldn't keep them there as the Braves uh, end up in Atlanta. 1978, uh, Jim Rice wins the AL MVP. Also in 1969, uh, on this date, uh, excuse me, 1979, Cubs reliever and the late Bruce Suter wins uh, the NL Cy Young Award. Of course, Bruce Suter just passed away just a week or so ago uh, uh, in baseball. Elsewhere in 1991 on this date, uh, Magic Johnson announces that he has the HIV virus and retires from the Lakers, but he did come back later on to play a, f- uh, a season or two. Elsewhere in 19- I'd say more than that. You know, three or four? Yeah. Yeah, I remember he. Uh, it was a big uh, issue, and a lot of players didn't want to see him on the floor because they were afraid. Uh, of course, ignorance of the virus back then uh, mm-hmm. changed uh, in the coming years. So, uh, anyway, uh, Magic Johnson on this date. Elsewhere on this date, 1996, FX NFL running back and Heisman Trophy winner Mike Rogier is shot several times in his hometown of Camden, New Jersey. He recovers, and I'm pretty sure Mike Rogier married a young lady from Grand Mary, too. Uh, don't know if they're still together, but I do know he married a young lady from Grand Mary uh, uh, years ago. Elsewhere, birthdays today. Born on this date, 1938, Jim Cat. 
Hall of Fame pitcher, 16 gold gloves as a pitcher. Uh, the only one with more is Greg Maddox, and uh, three-time All-Star with the Senators, Twins, Phillies, and finally won a World Series ring with the Cardinals in 82. And one of the last of the four-decade players played, started playing in 59 and went all the way to uh, 84 was his last year in Major League Baseball. Also on this date, born Joe Necro, uh, NL wins leader with the Astros, World Series uh, with the Twins in 87. He won a ring and also pitched a little bit of the, with the Yankees. Of course, his brother, Phil, uh, born in Martins Ferry, Ohio on this date. 1966, uh, Louisiana Nave and another one on the racetrack, uh, Calvin Borrell, born on this date, Hall of Fame jockey, winner of the Derby in 7 and 9 and uh, also in 10, born in Catahoula. In St. Martin Parish, Louisiana. Also born on this date in 1968, former LSU star pitcher Russ Springer. And pitched with the Phillies and others born in Alexandria, Louisiana. Deaths on this date, uh, sad to mention, but uh, historic uh, in that mind. Uh, died on this date, 1978. Gene Tunney, the world heavyweight boxing champion from 26 to 28, dies at 80. And, of course, I think he won the famous uh, knockdown count when he beat uh, Jack Dempsey. Elsewhere, uh, in 2006, born on this date, Johnny uh, – died on this date, excuse me, born, uh, died on this date, Johnny Sane, uh, the famous Spawn and Sane in Pray for Rain. He was 89 years of age. Also on this uh, – dying on this date in 2011, Smoking Joe Frazier died on this date. He was Olympic gold heavyweight champion in 64 and the undisputed heavyweight champion from 70 to 73 – Joe died of liver cancer at 67. And also on this date, uh, 2017, we mentioned his name the other day, passing away on this date in an airplane crash was Hall of Fame pitcher Roy Holiday uh, was killed on this date. Of course, he pitched a, a postseason no-hitter, which was done just recently by one of the Astros, the Astros staff, and he died under a, a plane crash uh, at 40. Elsewhere, the code of the day uh, brought on by uh, the winning uh, World Series manager uh, the other night, and that's uh, Dusty Baker. Uh, wins his first World Series after two tries. Uh, he, also, the winningest manager without a ring. And they asked him uh, what it was winning the World Series. He said, it hit me when Jordan Alvarez hit it over the moon. That's when it hit me, Baker said, during the trophy presentation. Dusty Baker finally gets his uh, ring and probably a Hall of Fame uh, manager down the road. More than likely. I I will remember his epic fails, though, uh, especially in 2003 uh, with the Cubs. I'm sure you'll be talking about it with Coach uh, Watney tonight, uh, Catholic High Coaches Show after chip shots, but... Catholic High's volleyball team making it to the state tournament. Yeah, they, and I think they made it last year, if my memory uh, is correct. Uh, Gary Westcott, uh, the coach of the Panthers, uh, we'll probably have a, a little bit about them tonight. Uh, congratulations to the Lady Panthers, too. Yeah, they're going to take on Archbishop Hannon. I'm not sure if times have been determined, but uh, they'll play on Thursday. Yeah, congratulations again. Anyway, yep, CHS Coaches Show tonight with Coach uh, Watt a little after 6 to a quarter to 7. Stay tuned. And uh, nothing else, Jeff, you're seeing through, uh, see your No, I went through a bunch of um, recent headlines, nothing new uh, of note anyway. Anyway, today in sports history, November 7th, uh, got a lot of high school football to talk about during the course of the week and tomorrow morning. We'll talk about the Saints game last night and see what uh, prevails uh tomorrow morning absolutely want to thank our guests today uh, ryan antoine head coach at westgate high joining us as well as bob rose with si.com and many other ways to find his work uh, appreciate our sponsors as always the headache and pain center swing insurance cane row golf and turf club the quarter tavern la classic roofing and jacob landry candidate for state rep district 49 keep in mind that is not tomorrow though that is next autumn uh, those elections but again appreciate their support of the show 